The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, seekers, mystics, keepers of the flame. You are tuned to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. You know, uh, on this show, on a regular basis, we espouse many uh, what I call, you know, simple truths. Uh, who are we? Why are we here? That sort of thing. And one of the things that we have discussed many times in different forms is what motivates us to do this? I mean, basically, why are we here doing this show? And why are we here promoting, in, in particular, the teachings of the Ascended Masters? One of the reasons is because the passion of the Masters to feed the sheep, to feed the flock, to feed those seeking the light, is paramount. And one of the keystones for this passion is the end result, the true region, the true reason for being, which is the ascension. So we want to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the ascension, the true reason for being, in the context of passion. And again, I, I would say that the masters have followed the admonishment of Jesus to feed my sheep. So let's kind of start there. You know, we, we, we're shepherds. Yeah, and, and, and this really is a passion. I mean, uh, you know, doing this radio program is something I always look forward to every week. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be doing anything other. Well, I, I think for me, you know, it was finding out the truth. I, I remember as a child, and we went, grew up as a Christian, I said, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. What's, what's missing here? Mm-hmm. And, of course, what's missing was the true teachings of Jesus, karma, reincarnation, and the goal of life, which is the ascension. Because if you go to... I would guess 98% of the Christian church today, you know, you're a worthless sinner. You know, you're destined for hell, except that Jesus died on his cross, therefore you get to go to heaven. And you look at this, how mixed up this theology is. Number one, it's condemning you. You're not, you're not worth anything, you're a sinner. <laughs> Number two, it's saying the only way you can get to heaven is through Jesus. Number three, it says, you, you know, you don't have to try that hard. I mean, you have to try, sort of, but you've already got a ticket to heaven. It's already been stamped. So, you know, don't put yourself out too much. <laughs> and number four, that, you you know, you don't have to strive. And, of course, the path of the ascension is one of striving. And it's a goal of life. So that's what's the burden on so many people of God on this planet. They're sincere, and many of the pastors are sincere and so forth. But this has been perpetrated now for almost 2,000 years on us, ever since the Council of Nicaea threw out the true teachings of Jesus. And so people don't know who they are and don't know where they're going. And I was so excited when I found there was a purpose to my life. There's a reason why I'm here. There's, you know, karma and reincarnation explain things in my life. And now i got to roll up my sleeves and go to work because (laughs) God has told us we can make it. It's not a sense of being worthy. We're worthy because God is in us already. Yeah. It's a matter of cleaning up our karma, fulfilling our divine plan, and balancing our threefold flame and a few other things. But it can be done. It can be done. And you, perhaps you can hear 
our, our passion. In yeah, this. I can hear that just you know, there. You know, well, there's an interesting component here, and this is kind of well interesting to me that we are living in a society where we have relative religious freedom. There are many places in the world where they don't have this freedom. They don't have. They can be persecuted, perhaps even potentially lethal result of following a certain practice. Right. And what I when when I said that earlier at the beginning of the show about you know feed my sheep, the um, a component of that message is that the sheep know my voice, mm-hmm. so that what the passion of the masters is in part is to give to the to the people everywhere, the hope, the illumination, the comfort, the wisdom of hearing the voice. You know, one of the masters said once that the pervading vibration on this planet is hopelessness. Oh, boy. and you think about the mass millions <clears throat> and billions and so forth on this planet that don't have the truth, don't have the understanding that. Many of them, it's a survival. They're in survival to feed their family. And so with Venezuela, the average person has lost 19 pounds. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you can see that it's hard to think about religious things when you're starving to death. And so we have to take advantage of the opportunities there. We have to take care physically of our brothers and sisters on this planet so that then they can, they can receive this teaching. And I think we also have to understand that the sponsorship of America as a beacon of freedom in the world was to allow people this religious freedom to pursue these teachings, which obviously don't agree with the traditional Christian interpretation of the mission of Jesus, the freedom to do that and protect it. And if we don't take advantage of this freedom and use it for the freedom of, you know, um, good time, so to speak, <laughs> um, then we might lose that opportunity. So it's just, it makes sense to, to pay attention to this message, to find out if, it, if it's true for you. Only God can show you that. And if it is true, go for it. Why not? Why not? You know, and we we may well be wading into some dangerous waters here, talking about the responsibility that the churches have to deliver the truth. If they are not delivering the truth, what is the karmic consequence of that? Well, then they don't get the truth for a long time. And you have to remember, there's a lot of very sincere and devout <laughs> Christians. And I, I mean, I love them. You know, they're devoted to Jesus, but they haven't been told the truth. And there's also the wolves in sheep's clothing that have infiltrated the churches and the hierarchy of the churches. And, you know, I have a friend who's Catholic, and I was talking to her one day about karma and reincarnations, and she said, you know, it all makes sense to me, but I feel guilty that I'm talking about it. Oh, that's, that's the weight that the, the churches put upon them. Right. So the Catholic Church is full of light bearers like all churches are, but it doesn't have the truth, and it can't get you home. Now, when was that Nicene Council? That was like third century? Fourth century. Fourth century. So so what we need to do is we need to go back and and see what was being taught, you know, those first three or four centuries. What were the – and, of course, that's the reason that Mother has come out with these books. Mrs. uh, Prophet. Mrs. Prophet. We refer to as mother, kind of like we, kind of like father in the Catholic Church. I always used to tell people, but um, the lost teachings of Jesus. These are wonderful books. Oh my gosh! And they're available in our bookstore. Yep. But they'll they'll fill in the you know all the puzzle pieces for what you didn't learn since the fourth century. Yeah. Well, and you know, there, there's kind of a fine line to be walked here too, and that is that every major religion and spiritual discipline has had or still does have in some respects components of the truth yes and if we look at today and looking at in the context of how the the teachings have been abridged right we realize that there has been much left out on purpose that's that right being manipulated very deliberately and we have been taught not to impugn the path of anybody no the soul is finding god in its own well, not in some way, but you know, by God's prompting, by this, you know, by the Master's prompting. Yeah. So anyway, it's just one of those things where, if we 
try to change somebody's course, we could be changing too much. You know what I'm trying to say here? People have to follow their hearts. I mean, and this is why we encourage people. For instance, when I heard the teaching on the ascension, I knew in my heart, this is it. You know, you prepared for this. Maybe you're not as ready as you'd like to be, but you've got everything laid out for you. If you're willing to walk this path in devotion and love and God will work with you, we have the violet flame, you know, to deal with your karma. And so you can make it in this life and you're meant to make it in this life. Now, I felt that in my heart. Okay. And so if you feel that, then you really have to go for it. Well, what if you don't feel for it? Well, you know, ever heard of a better resurrection? The violet flame, all the things that you use in our teachings. If you have to re-embody, you're going to be so many steps ahead if, you, right. and, you know, if you practice like this. Now, I'll add one more thing here, and that is that St. Germain has said, you know, we have, there's something called the um, ascension chair, atomic oh, accelerator. Yeah. And there's Teton Street. <laughs> and what if you're very close, but you're not quite there? But what if because of your devotion, St. Germain says, I'm going to give you this opportunity. We're going to put you over the top, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. never know what good has God, God planned for you if you work towards this goal and you, through your understanding and prayer, understanding it is your goal of life. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just concerned in the comment I made earlier that we don't, you know, consciously anyway, impugn anybody's pathway because even if they're following a path that has been abridged or in some ways falsified even, they still have to go through that passage. That at some point, that's the path that they have chosen, their soul has chosen to get them there. I look at my own path. It was zigzag all the way. I mean, from raised a Catholic, going through Buddhism, meditation, I mean, probably a dozen other stops on, on this bus line to home. <laughs> yeah, and some places you, people do need to go for karma or whatever. But there's another side to this, Tom, where they they've been, they get led astray. In other words, oh, absolutely. go yeah. off in this direction or go off in that direction. And, you know, there are some people out there that are professional seekers. In other words, they'd much rather seek than find the truth. Sure, of course. And it's like, you know, because when you find the truth, that means you've got to do something, right? You have to stop <laughs> seeking. And so sometimes they'll look sure. in another direction. So, of course, we don't condemn anyone's path or criticize it. But we're saying if this is for you, try it. Because this is what we believe. And we've been taught by the Ascended Masters, by the Sacred Heart of Jesus, what is the truth. And if you're willing to, to ask God to show you, then maybe this is the path for you. And I, I think that's probably the key is openness. Yeah. Number one, you know, understanding through discernment how to think critically, how to question it, not just to accept it or have it, but basically really understand it yeah. on the true level. Yeah. And, you know, um, something that occurs to me, too, is that I've often had a thought that we're supposed to be giving, uh, we're supposed to be giving at least more than an hour a week to God. Oh, yeah. And so here comes the law of the tithe. People out there, especially the seekers that we're talking to and addressing, ask yourself, what can I do each day that is a tithe of my energy? What, what positive thing can I do for God that's 2.4 hours out of my day? Now, it's a thought, isn't it? I mean, that seems like a long time. But if your thoughts, if nothing else, are on God, and if you start reading religious texts and pearls of wisdom and keepers of the flame lessons and whatever comes your way. Well, I think that's a goal. And I think yeah. people, you know, what I love about this path is it can be incremental. In other words, you don't have to do all things at once. God will meet you where you are. You can give 10 minutes a day to God. If right. you weren't giving it before, that's progress. Yes. And so, um, you know, that's what I, God will meet you where you are right now and show you work with him and get the next step. And You'd be amazed how things can accelerate as you apply yourself. You know, one of the tools we've spoken of many times in different ways 
is keeping your attention on your I am presence and your Holy Christ self. Right. You know, that if you wanted to do nothing else, just in terms of having the thought form in your consciousness, imagine that Holy Christ self in the secret chamber of your heart and your I am presence hovering above your head. Yeah. And uh, whether you've ever seen the chart of the presence or not, doesn't matter if you can visualize this twofold, threefold experience of you as a master in becoming, going through the Holy Christ self and having as your focus the I am presence. If you did that for 10 minutes or 20 minutes a day, my gosh, I think that would be very What is powerful. that, a cloud by day and a fire by night? You know? Whatever it is. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> if, you can, if you can focus and have enough discipline to do that, yeah. it's a wonderful place to start. Yeah. But again, I'll say... If you can do it for 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, think about God. Give time to God just like you give it to the other requirements of your life. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to say one more thing because we're almost up on a break here. And that is that there are great souls that have made their ascension without these teachings because of the tremendous devotion of their hearts. Indeed. In the Catholic right. Church and other churches and so forth. But for some of us, we need the help. We need the acceleration. We need the violet flame. And here it is. Here it is. And as, as we go to break, to a reminder that we are talking about the passion of the ascended masters and part of that passion is to focus us in that direction. Yep. Reunion with the heart of God, reentry into the consciousness of God. That is a passion that we all can share, no matter where we are, no matter how much time we can devote to it in this moment. Anyway, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to listen to an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the real reason for being, which, of course, we know now is the ascension. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. 
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we're talking about the passion of the Ascended Masters and the passion of those Masters to help us to attain our ascension. Now, before we go into this lecture excerpt that we spoke of in the last segment, I want to make sure this point is clear that the Ascended Masters are literally the saints and sages of East and West, of all major religions and spiritual disciplines. They've all followed various pathways to the to the goal. There's not perhaps one individual path that we could you know, point to necessarily. I remember the Tao says, the ways are many, but the way is uncharted. I think it's a good reminder that you know the, the path that we follow is a path that dictated by our hearts, by our souls, by our longing to be reunited with God. And I think we need to understand if we're going to do that, that decision, we have to understand what the ascended masters have to offer, yeah. which is an accelerated path um, that will get us home. Indeed. And speaking of that, which is a great segue, let's listen to this excerpt now from Elizabeth Clare Prophet's lecture on what is the purpose of life. Here we go. I am very grateful to be able to speak to you this morning about our ascension in this life. Although the goal of Jesus' life, Gautama's life, and the life of Mary the Mother was the ascension, we find that mankind today, East and West, do not have a correct consideration of this goal of life. First of all, they do not consider that the goal is immediate, and secondly, They have a misunderstanding of the goal and how it will happen. Most people think of a personal resurrection and an ascension through someone else, a personal savior, Jesus Christ, or an Eastern guru, and they consider that it will happen suddenly with the coming of that one into their presence. This is because the path of initiation and the path of attainment have been seized from us almost as if the pages of this instruction were ripped out of scripture by the angry and by the accuser of the brethren. We have been deprived in outer manifestation of the footsteps of the path, yet written within our hearts, the Comforter has placed the eternal law of God, and we are not left comfortless. Jesus inspired upon me the giving of this sermon this morning because he said even the light bearers on earth and those who know of the goal of the ascension have allowed to come upon their consciousness a concept that the ascension is not the goal for this life, chiefly through a sense of being unworthy. The sense that I am not worthy to ascend in this life has actually kept people from this very meeting. There are people who know of the ascended masters and of the teachings, and yet they feel unworthy to be in the presence of the ascended masters, of God himself, or these very teachings. This is often subconscious, 
but it filters through and is the manipulation of outer activities, emotions, thoughts, feelings. And so we find that self-condemnation that comes not from God but from the originator of the lie of original sin is yet a burden, like a shadow. It deprives us of the sense that not only are we going to ascend in this life, but we are ascending here and now, moment by moment. The energy of our being, of our consciousness, is returning to the heart of God. Each time we send forth a pure thought, a lovely thought, or perform a kindness, a good deed, or offer a prayer, we have used God's energy. It will go forth to bless life, and then it will ascend. It will ascend into the I Am Presence to manifest our mansion in heaven, our causal body of light, the force field of our cosmic consciousness. And so we are made up of, in reality, all of the magnificent creativity that we have sent forth for eons of consciousness when we have existed in Christ who declared, before Abraham was, I am. What is the ascension then? The ascension is the acceleration of consciousness. The ascension is the goal that makes us strive to be better people every day, to do more, to perfect a project, to keep on going, to sense the threads of creativity that come from God, to meditate on our creations, to work side by side for a common purpose that is for the betterment of our friends, of the earth, our country, of humanity, but to accomplish something that we sense is constructive. This is the basic drive that comes from the heart and the soul and the mind of the children whom God has made. This is the striving toward acceleration of consciousness. We all have something within us. It is a seed idea from God. It is like the programming of the computer of our life, which is pushing us onward, upward, striving. And when we are not striving and not working toward lesser goals and greater goals that lead to the ascension, we are unhappy. We are a most unhappy people, and that unhappiness will take its manifestation as sickness, as disease, as boredom, as types of intrigue or deception, self-deception. It will take the form of temperaments, moods, manifestations that we do not associate with our inner dissatisfaction. But all types of little irritations and problems with family members and so forth, it all goes back to the fact that every single day of our lives, our souls are demanding to be fed the fire of the ascension flame. And if the soul is not satisfied in that return to that flame, on the surface of our being, we reap the consequences can be nervous tension, it can be sleeplessness, but it is the soul impressing the outer mind. You are stifling me, you are not fulfilling the purpose for which I was born, and I will not leave you in comfort. I will make you without comfort until you return to follow the inner plan of life. The ascension then that is our goal is something that requires effort, working the works of God, 
an application for the graces of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of that Spirit. It demands our input with God's input, working hand in hand together, the giving and the receiving, because the ascension comes from the great interchange. The great interchange is that alchemy whereby we as a soul exchange with the spirit of the living God our energies day by day. We take the fruits of the day and at the evening time at the setting of the sun and the evening hours we lay those fruits upon the altar. We give to God the best of ourselves of each day. God takes that energy. He purifies it. And in the morning we awaken to the sunshine and new life fresh air and the singing of the birds, and we find that we have new strength and new life because God has given to us once again our allotment of energy to go forth and be sowers in the field of his righteousness. And so this divine interchange is what gives us life. Without it, we are the living dead. With it, we are constantly alive and moving and always occupied. And the 24 hours a day seem not enough because so much energy of God is flowing through us that we have to maximize our organization to be able to give that energy forth and to be able to come to God and say, I have emptied myself. I have given all that you have given to me. And here I am, now emptied, fill me again. Return to me another portion. This is the meaning of ascending every day. And if we are not ascending every day, we can see the signs. We see them in our bodies. We see the lethargy and the sloth. We see the chaos and the confusion in our homes. We see the problems in our environment, in our community. And we know if we are true to ourselves, if we go back to that inner self, that inner Christ, that inner Buddha, and the inner mother, when we go back to the inner life, we know that the reason that all of these outer conditions affecting mankind are taking place today is because we as the individual are not fulfilling that basic requirement of the ascension. Without the ascension, there is no other reason for living. It is the goal of life, the purpose of existence on earth. It is our reason for being. It is our reason for coming into incarnation. Over and over again, until we realize that purpose, balance our misuses of energy, and finally find that pathway on the steps of initiation to return to the heart of God. And that is the ascension. <laughs> yeah. Boy, you know, uh, without the ascension, there is no other reason for living, she indeed. said. You know, I was taken, you know, we, we give the best of ourselves to God each day. And then also we are ascending every day, every minute, minute by minute. Yeah, I think it's it puts uh, clarifies what people think, well, I'll work and work, then all of a sudden, boom, I'll be an ascended master. <laughs> and, of course, we ascend daily, and, and hopefully we die daily to our human consciousness. Um, but some people have embraced the death um way and you know eat drink and be merry for tomorrow we die well whose mantra is that it's not the mantra of the sons and daughters of god it's the mantra of the fallen angels because they do not have a future of eternal life because of the choices they've made yes and speaking of choices you know we talk about the ascended masters bringing us these timeless priceless teachings on not only what the ascension is but how to do it 
It's a way of life. Exactly. And, you know, of course, knowing about it isn't enough. Yeah, as Mrs. Prophet points out, oh, yeah, I know all about the ascension. We have to engage in it. And I love Amori's quote, life is not a spectator sport. Yeah, you know, we don't sit back and wait for Jesus to carry us on wings of glory to heaven. You know, yeah. we've got to put our nose to the grindstone and, and go to work. And, you know, she said something here that, that uh, to accomplish something that we sense is constructive, I underlined it. So if, if our listeners out there feel like they're doing something that is constructive, they are on a path toward the ascension. Sure. So that's, that's a little indicator. Yeah. And we understand, too, that there's been many so great souls of light that have done tremendous things on this planet. As they pass from the screen of life, they do not make their ascension because they have not had the violet flame. They have ancient karmas that they have not dealt with. They're wonderful people. They've become very different than they were 10,000 years ago, but there's still an unresolved karma. The violet flame can help you balance those. So it's a combination of those things um, that are the key to, to making it this And life. we've got wonderful little primers or primers uh, regarding the violet flame. What's the, what's the one that pops to the top of your mind? Well, I think how to, uh, the violet flame to heal body, mind, and soul. If you go to violetflame.com, you can download that for free. Wow. Yeah, vitalflame.com is a great website, by the way, because we have not only the 30-day Vitalflame challenge, but also the vigil, which is worldwide. Many thousands of people taking part in it every day, bringing these, the awareness of these teachings to more and more people. Well, we got to take a break, but coming up, we're going to find out a bit more about who are these Ascended Masters and how is it that they bring their priceless teachings to us. Don't go away. Back in a moment. on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And once again, we are back. Thank you for staying with us today on The Open Door, where we're talking about the passion for life, the passion for being, the passion for the ascension. And this is what is transmitted to us through the teachings of the Ascended Masters. And who are the Ascended Masters, and how are their messages and their teachings delivered? Here's more. And our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. One of the things that we've talked about a great deal are the Ascended Masters. So who are the Ascended Masters? Well, I always like to say that the Ascended Masters are people like you and me. In fact, they are sons and daughters of God who have realized that they are joint heirs with the Christ. And they have determined to master life, to pursue God with a passion through their sacred labor, and to reunite with him at the conclusion of a lifetime that represents the culmination of many lifetimes of working out their karma and their dharma on earth. The Ascended Masters, then, are simply people like you and me who have re-entered into the consciousness of God. Now they are part of the Lord's hosts, the Ascended Hosts, or the Saints in Heaven, and they are the very hovering presence, the living Spirit of God who minister unto the children of God on earth. You mean they actually communicate directly with people on our plane? The Ascended Masters have been communicating with mankind for thousands of years. The prophets of Israel said that the word of the Lord came unto them, saying, and then they have delivered their prophecies. The Lord God whom they described was a personification of the Great Spirit, an individualized presence which appeared to them. In fact, there are many descriptions in Old and New Testament of those who came in white raiment, those who were angelic presences, who came with messages and warnings at certain crucial moments in the history of the people of Israel. We find then that the appearance of the Ascended Masters is not new, but the term Ascended Master is new, and it is something we need to understand as we enter the Aquarian Age. Of course, the term is self-explanatory. Master is one who has the full faculties of being, who has mastered, perhaps, one area of human endeavor. But in this sense, we are speaking of the master as the master teacher and the master of life. An ascended master is one who has reunited with the God flame, who has accelerated consciousness, and who is free from the round of rebirth, who does not continue to incarnate in the flesh and blood form, hence the term ascended master. Now we've all heard of masters from the east, the masters of India, and we would call them unascended masters because they are teachers who have mastered the energies of life and yet they are still in embodiment. If someone has mastered time and space and has mastered the need to operate on this plane, why should he come back and bother with us? Well, this is the meaning of love. It is the meaning of the love of all of the great ones who have come to earth. It is that in overcoming, they cannot bear to simply leave their brothers and sisters without an understanding of that path. 
So the Ascended Masters are the benevolent ones, the compassionate ones, who remain hovering with this sphere, this planetary home, to show us the way out. And their communication has been very real to me over a period of about 20 years. I began feeling the presence of the Ascended Masters in childhood and in my teenage years, and finally I saw the Master El Moria who appeared to me when I was in college at Boston University. He came to me in answer to my calls of many years in which I told God that I wanted to be of service in communicating his teaching to the children of God. And so El Moria, who was embodied as St. Thomas More, came and told me that I must be trained to be a messenger so that I could set forth the teachings. So I began my training under Mark Prophet, who I later married, and I was able then to receive the dictations, the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Mark and I have set forth these teachings in many books, publications, and on tape recordings. And essentially, they do provide that synthesis of the world's religions that I knew as a child I had come to do. This work continues now as we have our Summit University where we are training people of all ages in these teachings of the Ascended Masters. It's a very rewarding work because it always leads the individual back to the real self, the inner self, and that is the point of beginning for our life's work and fulfillment. So the Ascended Masters, you're saying, are doing the same thing today with you that they once did for uh, the prophets and the Bible and so forth. This is true, and of course, I am not exclusive. There are others who have heard the word of the Lord, and we have the prophecy of Joel that in the last days it would come that the Spirit of God would be poured out and that there would be the dreaming of the dreams and the, the hearing of that word and the pouring out of that spirit upon all flesh would be that moment when the people of God on earth would realize the very personal presence of the Lord's hosts. And so you see this in the charismatic movement today in the Protestant and the Catholic churches. People are waiting upon the word of the Lord. They are calling upon that spirit and many are hearing and many lives are being transformed by it. What you're saying is really amazing and fantastic, and I guess the big question is, how does somebody know that what you're saying is true? How does one understand? There's only one way, and that is the formula which Jesus gave us. He said, by their fruits you shall know them. He told us there would be false Christs and false prophets. Hence, if there are to be false Christs and false prophets, we may induce that there would be true Christs and true prophets. And the coming of the Christ is the coming of the anointed one. This is the meaning of the word Christ. It means a son of God anointed with the Christ consciousness or with the light of the word or the second person of the Trinity. Those who come in the spirit of prophecy come with the Holy Spirit. And so there are some endowed as prophets, some endowed as Christs, and then there are those who are not a part of that dispensation, but who enter into practices of black magic and witchcraft, and these become the false Christs and the false prophets. 
the children of God must test or try the spirits to see whether they are of God. And the trying of the spirits means the testing of the vibration, the testing of the very foundations of truth. And this we must do through quiet communion and meditation and the calling upon the name of the Lord, I am that I am, to give us the proof that the word that we are speaking is real. In other words, it's possible for anyone to decide whether or not your experience is real just by listening to you. Yes, because we all have God living within us. And the flame of God gives to us that consciousness whereby we can determine light and darkness. Frequently you give live dictations and Sunday services and you have produced several books by dictation who have, uh, that have been written through you. I wonder if you could tell us what happens during a dictation? Does the master speak through you? Is he, is he present at the time? Does he inspire you? Or what is the nature of this experience? I've been called a messenger by the masters who have used me for this purpose. And the office of a messenger is something that comes by the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so does the gift of prophecy come. It is a grace. It is an endowment. It is something that one achieves by walking with God until God calls that one to speak to his people. And so during a dictation, it is the acceleration or the elevation of my consciousness so that that consciousness can mesh with the consciousness of an ascended master. And the moment of the meshing is, is an experience of my higher consciousness, which I visualize as a sphere, actually meshing with the sphere of the ascended master. And in that moment, then, there is the release of the word and the use of my voice, my physical vehicles, as the instrument for the bringing forth of this teaching. Are you doing the talking, or is the Master doing the talking at this time? Well, I am very much a part of a real experience in the presence of the Master. It's like being inside someone's mind. The mind of the Master is cogitating through my mind, and he is speaking through my mouth. However, I am not in a trance, and I am in full awareness of my full faculties of the Christ mind. This is quite different than I gather from what is uh, normally referred to as uh, psychic uh, involvement? Well, the psychic channeling that is brought forth many times in trance comes through the subconscious mind, where the individual is not in the presence of his own Christ mind, and yet his vehicles are used by discarnates, disembodied spirits, uh, to convey such messages as we're familiar with from the departed through the spiritualist movement. Now, this may have its place for those who desire it, but as I stand as a messenger for the Ascended Masters, this is not permitted. I would lose the gift of the messengership and of prophecy were I to engage in any form of intercourse with the departed. And it is the absolute insistence of the Ascended Masters that their disciples, and I consider myself a disciple of the Ascended Masters, um, they insist that the the disciple is always 
in the full use of his faculties when he is in communion with God, retaining his own reason and judgment and self-discipline. So there is no point at which your own faculties are suspended. You're always completely in command of your own uh, faculties when this sort of thing is happening. That's correct. And, of course, there are different methods which the great ones use to convey their concepts. Uh, Sometimes uh, taking a dictation is like reading a ticker tape coming across Times Square. It simply is letters of living fire which can be read and repeated. Uh, That is only one form of giving a dictation. Uh, The meshing of the master's consciousness with the individual's consciousness uh, has been uh, referred to uh, in regards to the Pope. When they say that the Pope speaks ex cathedra, this means out of the mouth of God. It means that God is speaking through the Pope without any opportunity for the Pope to intrude his own preferences or prejudices, and therefore the word that comes forth under those conditions is accepted as absolute and infallible. In other words, when you speak during a dictation, what you're saying is infallible. Well, I wouldn't say that it is infallible, because I think that's a very dangerous um, conclusion to draw, but I would say that there is uh, less opportunity for error than there would normally be in, in the course of my giving forth teachings. Thank you. And when we return, we'll have more on the passion of the Ascended Masters to help us achieve the ultimate goal of life, the Ascension. Back in a moment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep, personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back once again for our final segment. Uh, today on The Open Door, we are talking about what is your passion? And this is you, the both singular and the, the group you, the royal us, the royal we, <laughs> including, of course, the Ascended Masters. Now, they, during that last um, interview with uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet, one of the points that she made was the fact that the, the Masters have this passion to help us to make our ascension. And this, this is a sacred labor, if you will, and that this represents great love. I just, I just I mean, I really want you to hear that because this is why they're doing it. They love us. 
They want us to succeed. They want us to follow them. They've already forged this pathway. Now they're saying we're shining light on the same pathway, the same steps we took. You too can take them. You know, it's interesting because this goes back to free will. Ascended masters have free will. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't have to stick with planet Earth once they've made their ascension. They can go off into nirvana or another part of the solar system because they've earned it. They have free will, even as we have free will. And so it's interesting, if they didn't choose to stay with us, would the planet even have this teaching? (laughs) That's a great question. Yes, God wants us to have the teaching, but it's the love of them. It's like Jesus is indeed our Savior. And he's been our Savior not just for 2,000 years, but for tens of thousands of years because of the love of his soul. And I think the masters understand, because of free will, you know, bad things can happen to planets and they can happen to people because of their karma, unless there's intercession, unless there's light that comes into the equation. So it's not, I mean, we can't get mad at God because the law of gravity works. So we shouldn't get mad at him because the law of karma works, Indeed. you know, but there is a mitigation. There is a way out of this dilemma. And that's what the masters bring to us. And I think the masters have always had a sense of urgency. And when I was a young man, perhaps I didn't share that sense of urgency. <laughs> but as I get older, it becomes more and more real to me. We have a certain amount of time and space in which to do things and to balance karma and to accelerate ourselves. And that's pretty short in the scheme of things. And uh, a word to the wise, I guess. Well, yeah, indeed. <laughs> and I, I wish I could remember the title of the show we did some time back on that very topic of passion as translated through urgency. That I think Mrs. Prophet once said, or the masters through her said, you were supposed to have ascended about 2,000 years ago. <laughs> you know, so you're a little behind schedule. So the urgency is how many opportunities do we have left? Right. And, and when we fail a test, we lose opportunity. But the grace of God and the mercy of God has given it to us again in this lifetime. And that's why some of the sense we need, we need to do more. I, I'd like to add one part to this equation. And people say, well, look what's going on the planet. You know, why isn't going for my ascension kind of selfish? And the absolute opposite is true. The most unselfish thing you can do on this planet is to pursue the path of your ascension. That doesn't mean you ignore the day-to-day responsibilities of life and helping others. But what it means is when you ascend, there's a release of light on this planet. And it takes the whole planet higher. It takes every individual higher on this planet. So if you want to do, if you have loved ones, if you have family, if you're concerned about the world, work on the path of your ascension along with what other passions you might have. But that's the greatest good you can do for this planet. This planet is meant to be freedom star um, and, and yeah. to ascend. Literally, planets can ascend. They can change the vibration. If we don't do our part, it's not going to happen because there have been planets that have been destroyed. They've blown themselves up. Look at the Kuiper Belt. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so anyway, you can see how it all works together, not only our personal path, but the path of the souls of light on this planet, and there are many, many precious souls that need the truth. And, you know, you're talking about passion and, and an urgency, a sense of urgency. And, and before the show, you were talking about studying some of the things uh, Jesus when he was embodied on Atlantis. Right. And so uh, I just it occurs to me that when he came back 2,000 years ago, he came back with an absolute determination and a sense of urgency and a passion. And that's the reason he was given that opportunity. Feed my sheep. Maybe yes. sometime we'll, we'll do a show on Jesus on Atlantis. We did. He, did we? Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it again. We'll okay. do it again. Yeah. We'll, we'll refresh but, it. But, you know, he, he, he's been our savior. He was chosen mm-hmm. by God to be our savior a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, yeah. but it. We have to have the truth of his mission to really understand it. Well, you brought up something earlier, and we've talked about it on many different occasions, too, about by their fruits shall ye know them. And when you're walking the path of mastery, you're going to be tested. We all are tested. 
So one of the ways to know, or at least to try to find out what's true or not true, is to test the vibration of whatever it is that's being presented to you. You have the right to ask. You have the right to demand that the light be shown, whether you're talking to an ascended master or a false prophet. Well, I did that early on. I, I was so hmm. tied to Jesus. I said, I said, Jesus, if these teachings aren't right, I want you to make very clear to me, you know, that I, so I don't get involved. You know, yeah. that was my uh, escape route, so to speak, if they weren't true. But in, on contraire, uh, I was taught <laughs> how true they were. Um, and, and so that was my, that's how I proceeded, you know. So you don't have to accept everything on face value, but take the next step and see where it leads you. You know, yes. And again, I'm going back to something else that you said about what, what we do in terms of the ascension, our process, our mastery process, is something that the world benefits from. Absolutely. And there is also a component of that which is righteous, which is enlightened self-interest. Yeah. So you've kind of got that fine line to walk where you know you're doing something for your own soul, for your own ascension, because ultimately we all ascend on our own. We don't have anybody helping us do it. But we can also shed the light on the path for others the to follow. The first soul you save is your, soul, is your own. Yep. I think uh, in this last replay of Elizabeth Clare Prophet, she gave a, a, you know, a very clear understanding of the difference of taking a dictation as a messenger and uh, receiving uh, some channeled message. And so, you know. Um, well, people are very interested in the psychic because yes, perhaps they, they don't necessarily understand. There's, there's very well-meaning people that are psychic and giving teachings that they, you know, they feel to the best ability, but it doesn't have the sponsorship of the Ascended Masters, and of course, you're prone to much lower energies, and therefore, the error is in the much greater. So, um, that's why the Masters say that people need, if there are psychics, they need to be prayed to be healed of it, mm-hmm. um, and because it's not the true way back to God. So, be wary of that, even though people may have good intentions. Right. Well, and what they say will sound good. Sure. It, it'll sound reasonable. Correct. I mean, all, you can't accept it on face value. Like you're saying, you've got to dig deeper and have some critical thought involved. Or there, there could be some portion of truth, but the rest leads you astray. You just never know. Yeah, there's these various levels of the astral plane. I mean, as I understand it, there's 33 levels. And so things can be coming from the very high level, but they are not coming from the ascended level, yes. which is beyond. Yeah, indeed. Well, while you've been talking to Tara, I've been kind of multitasking here. I'm trying to find... <laughs> The program we did was called Jesus on Atlantis, and I think it's, it's appropriate that you mention it because I have a feeling that there's a reason why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody yeah. needs to hear Other that. than my poor memory, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it'd be great to talk only, about it again. Yeah. Well, we've only done 230 shows, so yeah. <laughs> you know, your memory is <laughs> well, quite good, actually. You know, as, as we're closing up here, there's such a vast array of teachings, but it is a simple path. It's a humble path. It's a holy path. You know, I thought to myself, where on this planet can you find holiness? And oh my gosh. it is on this path. And if your soul yearns for holiness, this is the place. And this is your destiny. This is your your rendezvous with immortality. It's who you are. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, as we go through this process of, you know, trying to share what we are sharing with you, of course, we learn too. And we go back always to those essential questions, you know, who am I? You're a child of God. Why are you here? To ascend. I mean, end of story. That's it. The how to get there is the part that gets a little bit more uh, dicey sometimes, perhaps a bit more challenging. That's why we talk about the discerning of spirits and checking the vibration and looking at the passion, the underlying love that is there. You'll know it. You will know it. You'll understand it. But start somewhere. Start somewhere. Start now. And if you like you said, there's urgency here. And, and here's my tagline. <laughs> we are at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org, and stay in touch with us. We love you all out there. Yeah, and if you can't go through the uh, archives yourself and find the uh, Jesus on Atlantis, 
just send me an email. Yeah. I'll send you that link. Okay. It goes back a few years, I think, but it's definitely something we should probably refresh. Incredible teaching. Well, I want to thank all of you for, again, joining us for being here on this broadcast, both live and on the archives, because this is something that we are indeed passionate about, and I'm sure that's obvious. The masters have taught us so many great things, but ultimately it comes down to love, the great commandment, follow your heart, home to the heart of God. And God is in you. God is in you. You are worthy. Well, we like to say this all the time, though the upward path may sometimes require effort and be perhaps a little difficult, the rewards are out Out of of this this world. world. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.